There's always something hot happening in South Florida. Talk now with Brian Mudd on News Radio 610 WIOD. The corporate tax reduction produced a gusher of revenue, a stunning amount of increase in revenue as a result of lowering the taxes on corporations. Yes, as has been tried every time, or has been found to be the case every time we've attempted to reduce overall burdens, you create more economic activity, and the offshoot of that ends up being more revenue. Indeed, the Trump tax policy ended up working as the president indicated that it would. Our problem continues to be spending and how we do it incessantly, above and beyond revenue, no matter how much comes into the federal government. And anyway, here's somebody who knows the thing about public policy. Jonathan Bidlack from R Street joining us once again, director of the governance program, taking a look at all of this. And Jonathan, what do you make of where we are at this point with the bipartisan deal with the reconciliation bill? Yeah, uh, lots, lots to unpack there. Thanks, thanks for having me. You know, I, I think this is a, it's an odd situation. I mean, the reality is that, you know, if, if all Democrats wanted to do was infrastructure narrowly defined, then they would have the votes for that. I mean, you know, there are enough Democrats and there are enough Republicans that, that actually support, uh, you know, an infrastructure package, regardless of, you know, whether or not that's a good idea. And, and, you know, but of course the problem is that, uh, they really want a lot more than that to be able to tout to their own voters, to their own base. And so, you know, that's why we find ourselves in this situation where, where, you know, basically two senators, Kirsten Cinema and, uh, and, and Joe Manchin control the agenda. And so, you know, I think it really comes down to, you know, what do they want and what are, uh, are, are Democrats, our Democratic leadership ultimately going to be willing to give them, to give them what they want. And that's, that's the situation we find ourselves in. It's a situation we found ourselves in, you know, a month or even two months ago now. And, uh, you know, that will ultimately be the deciding factor as to whether or not, uh, you know, anything moves forward. Yeah, Jonathan, to your point, uh, one of the comments I heard Manchin say to a reporter uh, just a few minutes ago was that he, uh, in talking with Bernie Sanders, has said, let the vote happen for the infrastructure deal the Senate passed. Just stop holding this up. Tell the progressives and they stop it. Just let this happen and we can continue to negotiate on the other piece. Of course, that was promised by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi going all the way back to September 27th. That never happened. Then you ended up having her promise that by that Friday it was going to happen. It never happened. Now we're hearing there's another deadline of the end of this week. Is this really the indication that there isn't any centralized leadership within the Democrat ranks in Congress anymore? I mean, I think that's right, although I do have to say that, you know, I think that this this points to a problem that is much bigger than even what we're just talking about in the context of infrastructure. I mean, you know, the purpose of Congress is to, you know, give us representation, uh, have all 435 members of the House and all 100 senators have an impact on the legislative process. And I've got to say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty uncomfortable with this idea that, you know, we really just need a couple of people negotiating, you know, a couple of Republicans, a couple of Democrats deciding for everyone 
what the ultimate policy should be. And, you know, this was a problem I think that we saw, frankly, in the last administration where, you know, why was Steve Mnuchin negotiating with, with, you know, Nancy Pelosi or, or Chuck Schumer, right? I mean, that, that's not really the way that the government is supposed to function. And so, you know, I think that the, what we're seeing right now with, with a sort of the, the discussion over infrastructure and reconciliation is really just the latest manifestation of, you know, a lack of accountability and a lack of allowing Congress to operate in the way that it should operate. And, you know, I would love for those votes to come to the floor, frankly. And, you know, that's the, the, the legislative process is supposed to allow our, our elected officials to sort of engage in that, that compromise, engage in the, that deal making. Right. Uh, and, and, and hopefully, you know, at least in theory, get a package that would be you know, more broadly supported by by a, a wider segment of the population. But, you know, we have this attitude now that we just need to have a couple people, you know, decide and and we can't bring things to the floor if we ultimately don't have support for it. And, you know, I think uh, so that's that's a, as I see a big part of the problem. And and of course, you complicate the fact that, you know, if you're if you're a progressive within the Democratic Party, you know, that doesn't trust your leadership, then, you know, I think that's a, a big source of hesitation is that they don't want to go and, and and vote on that infrastructure package because they have no guarantee that they're to get all of the other things that you know frankly they care they care a lot about and arguably more more about excellent points excellent points that we're not really being represented because we're not really being allowed to be represented it's uh, we'll figure everything out and and then when when you're needed we'll bring you in here to vote uh good good takeaways for sure jonathan uh pleasure really do appreciate it you bet thanks again jonathan bidlack director of the governance program r street they do good work there brian mudshed he's radio 610 WIOD.